Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Hallelujah. Is everybody doing well? Amen. Well, the last time I got the privilege of speaking up here, I talked about joy for the journey. Um, I hope that blessed everybody that heard it and that you all went home and you read John 17 to realize just how many times Jesus has taken you and all of your sins and prayed over you for every day of your life. And tonight, um, Pastor Jason asked me on Sunday, he said, what are, you, what, are you, uh, what are you talking about? And I said, I'm going to talk about what do you believe? How many of you know when you are searching out your identity, and I have taught this at Women to Women. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Chris, and I teach Women to Women here at Erie Christian Fellowship Church. Um, most of my tribe is here, which is awesome. <laughs> we love you all. Um, so, we, thank you. <clears throat> so the scripture that I'm going to use tonight for this, and the Lord has shown me, I've been studying this for the last two weeks, and there were so many passages that I could go to to teach about your identity. Now, um, Pastor Jason is doing a series about identity, and in my world, I think knowing who you are in Christ is the ultimate way to do the signs and wonders and have the power that Christ intended you to have when you know who you are in him. So I took John, the book of John, which I know we all love, and I went to verse 14, or yeah, chapter 14, verse 6. And I'm going to read it out of the Passion, because we all know how much I love the Passion. There's just something about the Passion. This is Jesus talking. Most of your Bibles will have it in red. The passion has it in italics. Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. As for your identity... In figuring out what you believe, sometimes I'll ask people, do you believe in God? Just to see where they're at. And some will say, yeah. Some will say, maybe. Some will say, I don't know God. Which is a lead-in for us to minister to them. Knowing who you are, 
knowing who Christ is in you, I went to the scripture, Psalms 32. Now, I love the Psalms. I grew up on them. They're wonderful. But Psalms 32 gives, is written, it's a poem that's written of insight and instruction. And it's a poem that lets you know, as a believer in Christ, that you are forgiven. You are whole. And it doesn't matter about the people around you. They don't make you whole. The only way you will achieve your wholeness is when you are in Christ. So I'm going to read this 32nd Psalm and in the, uh, in the Passion. And it says, How happy and fulfilled are those whose rebellion has been forgiven. Those whose sins are covered by the blood. Now that alone will make somebody, including myself, jump for joy. That just is awesome. Verse 2. How blessed and received are those who have confessed their corruption to God. For he wipes their slates clean and removes hypocrisy from their hearts. Before I confessed my sins, I kept it all inside. My dishonesty devastated my inner life. Do you want to know how your life gets messed up on the inside? By holding everything inside. Causing my life to be filled with frustration, irrepressible anguish and misery. The pain never let up. For your hand of conviction was heavy on my heart. My strength was sapped and my inner life dried up like a spiritual drought within my soul. Then I finally admitted to you all my sins, refusing to hide them any longer. I said, my life-giving God, I will openly acknowledge my evil actions and you forgave me. All at once, the guilt of my sin washed away and all my pain disappeared. You know, sometimes people make confession a whole long, drawn-out process when it's really of, hey, Lord, I screwed up. I repent, I turn around, and I run the other direction. Jesus is the way. I'll read the rest of it um, as we go through this. There is only one way through Christ to the Father, empowered by the Holy Spirit, living in the one who spoke you into existence. Because like I taught in the previous enjoy of the journey, Father God had a dream Jesus spoke you into existence, and Holy Spirit formed you before the foundation of the world. Jesus has written a book all about you. It's recorded in there, 
Every day of your life is in the book that he wrote about you. He knew what color your hair would be when he formed you. He knew what color your eyes would be. He knew how tall you would be. We're not going to go any further. <laughs> he just knew everything about you. I have the who, what, when, where on this, on this paper as I was writing this up. That was the who of learning and what you believe about the way. Because he is the only way. The what, we're going to go to Psalms 25, verse 9. And it says, keep showing me the humble. Keep showing the humble your path and lead them into the best decision. Bring revelation light that trains them in the truth. We always want to be guided by Holy Spirit. I mean, that's one of the things I do. First, when I wake up in the morning, it's like, great, it's a brand new day. I get to, I get to do it again. If I made any mistakes yesterday, well, we'll see how today goes. Because I know yesterday was just a test. If I passed, great. If I didn't, I know I'll get the test again. I am confident of that. After 60 plus years of living, I am really confident that if I missed a test and got an F, that I will get that test again. The key to getting the test the next time was what did you learn while you were in the journey of the first test? Because the next time it's like, yes, I passed. I'm good. And we have to learn how to be sensitive. Part of, our, part of learning who we are in Christ is learning how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit lives in us. When we all accepted Jesus, Holy Spirit came into us. His love is shed abroad in us. You don't ever get to tell me that you don't have the ability to love if you have accepted Christ. Because if Christ lives in you, you have love in you. When? When do you believe about Jesus and that he is the way? Psalms 39, verse 1. I'm going to have to learn how to give these to you so that you can put them up there and I can just read them like everybody else does. Okay. Psalms 39, verse 1 says, Here's my life motto, the truth that I live by. I will guard my ways for all my days. I will speak only what is right, guarding what I speak, like a watchman guards against an attack of the enemy. I'll guard and muzzle my mouth when the wicked are around me. I thought it unique when... Um, Rich posted on Facebook today, be slow to speak and quick to listen. It just, you know, it's just one of the things that becoming sensitive to the Lord and knowing when to speak. I know I've told this story before, but um, many, many years ago, when I was first learning how to become sensitive to the Lord, um, 
when my husband and I would go for trips, it became a place where I knew he couldn't get away from me. So we would have discussions, <laughs> sometimes heated discussions. And all of a sudden on this one trip, I was into this fight that we were having. I'll just call it a fight because it was a fight. And I hear Holy Spirit whisper in my ear, very loudly I might add, shut up. And I was, now, do you know you can actually talk to three people at one time? Because I'm screaming at him. Now, I probably wasn't screaming, but yeah, he's shaking his head. Yes, you were. <laughs> so anyway, I'm screaming. I'm hearing Holy Spirit, but I'm also talking to Holy Spirit saying, hey, I am in this. I'm going to win this. And again, I hear, shut up. Now, maybe God doesn't talk to you like that, but those are things that I understand. Sometimes I rebel. Sometimes I go, well, the third time I heard it, there is, there is something about me that when, when I hear something three times, I know I better be obedient. Maybe it's the one, two, three when you're teaching your kids. I'm going to count to one. Now I'm going to two. So anyway, the third time, I just went, okay, fine. And I said, I'm going to be quiet. And so uh, we could have been driving to Tennessee, and I will pretty much guarantee you that we were. I was quiet the rest of the way to Tennessee. <laughs> but it's just learning to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because our identity one of the biggest parts of our identity is learning the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So we want to make sure that we are in self-control. Okay, how do we, how do we believe in Jesus being the way? This is this is a this is really we believe by being intentional about our thoughts about our words sometimes we remain silent and we don't grumble or speak about our disappointments and we surrender one of the thing of, of your identity in submission to Jesus being the way in your life is to completely surrender to him. And surrender is a process. I wish I could tell you that, man, this just happens. And you say at one time, I surrender and life is good. But I'm thinking that's not true. I have to surrender daily every morning to the Holy Spirit and allow him first place in my life, for my life, for my relationship, for, for my relationships with my, my daughter-in-law, with my son, with all of the women and women to women, with the women in the prayer group. I am constantly surrendering myself because this one thing I know, I do not want people to ever follow me. I only want them to follow Jesus. And as I surrender and I bow low, I allow Christ to rise up in me. And that's 
one of the most important things in learning your identity in Christ. Now we're going to talk about the truth, where Jesus says, I am the way and I am the truth. John 15, 26. I'm going to. I have that. John 15, 26 says, I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my Father. He will come to you, the Spirit of truth emanating from the Father, and will speak to you about me. In learning to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we have to learn how to listen to Holy Spirit. Listening to the Lord. Because there is only one truth. Everything that you do in life, in learning your identity in Christ, is holding them to the standard of the truth. Be it speaking to another person, be it doing work, whatever it is you're doing, you always hold it to the standard of Jesus being the truth. Knowing that Jesus speaks to Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit empowers you. In Ephesians 6.10, he tells us the how about the truth. And in Ephesians 6.10, it says, Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last now, when you're trying to figure out who you are in Christ, these are some things. I know we all know Ephesians, and these things are, they're simple, they're taught a lot, but when you're learning your identity, who you want to be in Christ, because we do want to be in Christ all the time. You know, one of the things I do with the women at Women to Women, it is our goal to learn how to live and move and have our being in the Spirit. Not just when I come to church on Sundays or Wednesdays or am at Women to Women um, or prayer. I want to be able to live in the Spirit when I'm in Wigman's, when I'm in Sam's Club, no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, I want to be able to hear Holy Spirit. I mean, I can give you instances where being at an antique show, walking by a woman, overhearing her conversation, and just stepping back and saying, okay, Lord, she sounds like she needs prayer. And so I struck up a conversation with this woman and I asked her if I could pray with her. And she was like, yes, please. So, you know, that was risky for me because you've all heard me say I'm an introvert. Um, I 
don't do well in large crowds. I will be the girl on the wall. Growing up, I was always the girl on the outside at the dances where you had to go to. I was the girl on the outside. And for me, that's really risky to take a chance like that, you know, just to say, can I pray with you? Now, I have learned over the years that the risks are beneficial because it allows Jesus to be Jesus in me. And people really appreciate that. Knowing, knowing what you believe, and, you know, I've taught this at Women to Women. I'm going to teach it again. <laughs> I don't think it'll be this Saturday because on the way here, the Lord said, oh, no, it's all something different. I was like, oh, great. But anyway, knowing what you believe before you come to a test, when you're going to be entering into a journey and going through something, if you know what you believe, your chances of going through that test unscathed by having faith in the one who created you will bring you to a whole new level of who you are in Christ. When your identity is in him, you move with a confidence that is way different than the confidence that the world offers. There's nothing arrogant about it. It's soft. It's submissive. It's encouraging but yet you know that you're encouraging them in Christ. You're encouraging them in the word. You're encouraging them with the word. You're bringing other people up, showing them who they might be. Because it's all about who we are in Christ. You know, when you realize that the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, that same resurrection power that Holy Spirit has hovering all the time lives in you. I believe we're coming into a new season where we're going to be doing many, many, many more miracles because we are learning who we are in Christ. We are learning to trust God, to know that it is, his, it is his love that desires for all to come to the knowledge of who he is, what he represents, how much he loves you, how much he wants you to prosper, how much he wants you to be successful in everything you do. Because he does, he really, truly does want you to be successful in everything you do. So we have to keep our mind on him. The other day we were, I don't know where we were going or where we were coming from, but I had this little, I think Joyce Horton calls them an earwig, where you've got a song that starts playing in your head. And... <clears throat> This song was an old song from the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, and it's like, the song goes something like this. What's love got to do with it? What's love got to do with it? And a heart can be broken. And I am like, who needs, you know, I just kept hearing that over and over and over, and I'm like, 
that is not something that love is about. Love is not about breaking hearts. And I had to start in my head because Mr. Kidder did not know that that was going on in my head. I had to start singing, Jesus loves me in my mind so that I could get that song out of my head. You have three voices that are in your head 99% of the time. One is your voice. One is the voice. You can call it a critical parent. You can call it the devil. You can call it whatever. That voice is not ever going to bring anything good. Then you have the voice of the Holy Spirit. That voice is never going to condemn you. That voice is always going to uplift you. That voice is always going to encourage you. That voice is always going to bring you to a place that you didn't know you could get to. Have you ever been reading the word and it's like just a word pops off of the page? That's where we want to strive to be is that I was telling my friend today, I said, you know, it doesn't matter what word I read in the word anymore. They are all so alive. Even the thes and the, the ifs and the ands, it's like, oh my goodness. I wonder what that meant in the Greek, you know? And then you start a little word study on truth or today, like when I taught on today. It's like, oh my gosh, Lord, there's just so much in here. It's hard to do it in 30 minutes. So sometimes, you know, you need to ask yourself questions. Okay, we got a situation going on here. What do I really believe about this situation? What do I believe could happen? What is my expectation about this situation? Because sometimes what you're expecting is not what the Lord is going to, how he's going to bring it around. So those are things that when you're learning who you are in Christ, that you have to surrender sometimes because not everything always works out the way you think, unfortunately. I wish that it would, but it doesn't. We have Ephesians 6, 17 and 18. It starts in 16. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Verse 17. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance, like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. And take the mighty razor sharp, the razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Yeah. 
Pray passionately in the Spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all of his believers. I think another way, once you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, one of the things I found when I first received tongues, and I can be real honest, I received tongues when I was probably about 22, 22, 23. I was in a little church. Actually, it was a little full, no, it wasn't full gospel. It was Assembly of God, Browns Avenue. I was in this church. I was on my knees. I was praying. Um... And all of a sudden, I started speaking in tongues. To be real honest, it scared me. Now, I had heard my grandmother pray in tongues for years, but it frightened me. And it took me probably another 20 years to really just say, okay, Lord, I surrender that. I want it. I know I need it. Because praying in tongues gets your brain out of the way. So Holy Spirit can download things into you that will help you discover who you are in Christ Jesus. Because every day that I live, I am always wanting to discover more of who I am in him so that I can do more for him. The One of the biggest purposes in my mind of knowing who we are in Christ is so that we can do more for him. The more I know who I am, the more I know how he created me to be, the more understanding I get about him, then I can move forward in doing the things that he has called me to do. Because everyone in this room has a purpose, has a plan. God has a plan. And it is a plan to prosper you. It is a plan to bring you into successful situations. That is what God wants for you. He wants you to read his written word. He also wants you to hear his rhema word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I didn't. I didn't bring my Hebrews um, study Bible because it has a whole bunch of things about faith. Faith to me, and you've, I talked about this last time when I was up here, um, faith is trusting in the Lord. <clears throat> trusting in him. And sometimes that means just being obedient in the little things that you know to do that are right. And sometimes that means just standing. Standing in what you know to stand in and then allowing him to do the work around you. Obedience, I have found in my years, obedience in learning who I am in him, the quicker that I obey, the shorter the test is. We all like short tests. I know I do. He is the life. In John fourteen six. he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. One of my favorite, favorite scriptures is Galatians 2.20. And let me see if I can pull it up in the Amplified. 
because when I read that today in the Amplified, the Amplified Classic, Galatians 2.20, everybody here I'm sure knows it by heart. I have been crucified with Christ. In him, I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, the Messiah, lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in, by adherence to, and reliance on, and completely trust in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I forget how many years ago it was, probably three, maybe four years ago, um, my, my prayer partner, we were praying, and she calls me out of, the, out of the blue. It wasn't a day that we have scheduled to pray. She called me, and she, <laughs> she says, hi. I said, hello, everything okay? Yep. She said, I got a word. I said, okay, give it to me. She said, accept your death. I was like, okay. We started praying in the spirit, and probably for the next 20 or 30 minutes, God just washed over her and I, um, because there's no distance in God's arm if you're on the phone praying with somebody versus being side by side. By the time he finished with us, by us saying yes to accepting our death and surrendering ourselves. I said to her, I said, I feel like this is the first day that I've really ever been saved. I don't know that in all of my years of knowing about God and seeking him and running to him, because I have run to him all of my life. um, But that day, everything in me shifted when I realized that I was co-crucified with him. When we have a realization that we are co-crucified with Christ and we understand that it really was me who needed to be hanging on that cross and not Jesus because Jesus had never done anything wrong in his entire 33 years. That was that was what his life meant to me then was a deeper realization of what my life cost the Father. And everything changed from that moment on. And I wanted to know him more every day. I've said it. I want to be totally surrendered to his life in me. I want to be light and salt everywhere I go. I want to be able to always acknowledge him in every action, in every word and deed. And I want to be able to do everything that I do unto him. I want to live my life in the spirit. And I want everybody to see Jesus in me on me, through me, no matter what. 
And how do we do this when we know he is our life? We do what Joshua did. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, he says, I will meditate. Let me go there. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous. You want to get rich? There's a sentence above it. That's how to get rich. And then you shall deal wisely and have good success. By thinking and meditate on the word, you open up an avenue for Holy Spirit to talk to you through the word, to speak to your mind by the spoken word of God, the rhema word, because we, in and of ourselves, I believe that we all have the ability to be prophetic to talk to ourselves in a prophetic way, as well as talking to other people in a prophetic way. I mean, I've been out to dinner with people, and I will start talking to them, and they will go, you know you're prophesying to me, right? Uh, Sometimes, yes, I do know. Sometimes, no, I don't know. But yet, I know that God needed them to hear what it was that was spoken to them. And we all have the ability to do that. When you wake up in the morning and you say what the word says about you, and there are a multitude of resources where you can get I am statements. My granddaughter was struggling after a couple days of school in the new school, and so my daughter-in-law texted me, and I said, okay, and I got online real quick, and I got some I am statements about meeting new people, about going to school, and I texted them to her, and she read them with my granddaughter to help my granddaughter understand that she is powerful. And in the next couple of weeks, things have transposed where my granddaughter is now finding her voice, her prophetic voice, and has the ability to stand up for herself to say, I'm not going to get in that kind of stuff. Now, thank you, Jesus, for LCA instilling the word in her, that she has discernment, that she can understand that I can say, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to be involved in the drama because it's just not right. We all praised her. But starting those kind of I am statements, and I know I'm talking to the choir here. Most everybody that I'm looking at knows who who they are in Christ, but I'm here to tell you that no matter how far you think you are in him, you can always go deeper. Last Sunday morning, and I'm going to close with this, I was standing up here praying, and I turned around, and I've got my eyes closed, and I'm having a vision of a whirlpool right here in this area, and I'm looking at this whirlpool, and I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord. It just looked really, really deep, really, really deep. And I felt Holy Spirit was saying, no matter how deep you go in me, there will always be more. 
there will always be more. So I would like to pray this prayer over you and then dismiss you. And before I do that, if anybody has an offering, there is a little box on the left-hand side of the exit doors where you can put that in there tonight. So, Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for your word. And, Father, make each one of us sensitive to you and you alone. Allow no strangers a voice to be able to be followed or listened to. Let Let your word, Lord, be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our paths. Help us, Holy Spirit, to become all that we were chosen for. What we were chosen for in eternity past and to live in our present time and yet forging a future and leaving a legacy for all to know and follow the one true God, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus' name, amen. If anybody needs prayer, if anybody has um, something that they want prayed for, I'll be up here. Um, Maureen will be up here. The rest of my team can be up here if they need something. So if not, thank you for coming. I would say hang around and chit-chat because... It sounds like it's really raining. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.